California, here we come right back where we started from. California, California, here we come. California, here we come right back where we started from. California, California, here we come. That went flawlessly. It was beautiful. That went flawlessly. I have a tear. <laughs> a single tear. <laughs> Welcome back to Orange You Glad We Watched the OC. Where we are 10 pounds of fun in a five pound bag. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. It was Kirsten that said it. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Yes, perfect. I'm Sarah, and my pronouns are she, they. This is Evan. His pronouns are any, all. Yeehaw! Yeehaw, cowboys and, and cowgirls and cow people. <laughs> and the premise of our podcast is I have watched the OC before, and Evan hasn't. So we watch it. And then we talk about it. Genius. Amazing. <laughs> Today we are recapping uh, episode 13? 14. 14. Jeez. Of season one entitled The Countdown. And it is the OC's calendar and we are just living in it because today is New Year's Day. Bam. At time of recording, January 1st, 2023, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, how would you say your New Year's is so far? A mixed bag. Yeah. A mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, focusing on the good. Um, I'm safe. I'm healthy. I've got orange juice. I have my stimming rubber band. Um, I'm in love with you. Uh, I, have a, I have a place to live. I have cheese in the fridge. Um Wish wish we had a little bit more money, but that's fine. It is what it is. Uh, it how is, is your how's your 2023 starting off here, Sarah? It's going great. You like it? Love it. It is 12:30. Are you going to do that every time you drink your orange juice? Vitamin C is important. <laughs> no, I won't do it every time. Sorry. Thank you. I appreciate it. I interrupted you. Your 2023 is going okay? It's going okay. We slept in until about what, ten thirty? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow is gonna hurt. Yep. Tomorrow is not gonna be great. Nope. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be positive. Twenty twenty three is gonna bring a positive outlook on things. What have I been saying? I hope uh, to you, fellow, to, to to you, to you, beloved listener. Um, Singular. It was probably <laughs> related to us. <laughs> May you have a gentle 2023. That's a that's a good. May it be gentle and kind. Yes. Yep. 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 May you have snuggly things. Uh, in news, uh, because we, yes, we are doing a news segment now, because absolutely we are. Um, uh, human cesspool Andrew Tate taken down by Greta Thunberg. That's where we are in the world politics right now everybody last thing to happen in in 2022 and uh, it was great i i super enjoyed it no barbara walters and the pope died after that happened wait barbara walters was still alive uh-huh she was like 93 in my heart she was already dead yeah 
Oh, yeah, but Benedict died, right? Yep. Nazi guy? Nazi guy. Yeah, but he wasn't actually Pope, right? He was Pope. No, I mean, he had been Pope, but, but he, he wasn't, was not, the, wasn't the acting Pope. He was retired Pope. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't know you could do. I didn't know you could just be like, eh, no, you know what? I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a lifetime appointment, but I am not Catholic. Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's okay. Fuck him. He's dead, too. Um, in Adam Brody continues to haunt me news. <laughs> he was in Jennifer's Body, a movie that happened in 2008. <laughs> I don't know. We'll go with that. <laughs> He's just popping up all over the place. He's in your sort of your spheres. Adam Brody, get into my DMs. <laughs> Here's a question. What's up? As somebody like me, who is me, as me, who doesn't know anything about, you know, the cool kids or like the sayings or anything like that. When people say like hop into DMs, slide into DMs, is entering the DMs of another an inherently sexual act or can you, can it, you, you know, crawl into the DMs of somebody without a sexual intent? It does not have to be sexual. Okay. It very often is, um, but it's not inherently so. So like in the phraseology, you better come get your man. He's got, he, he appears to be lost in my DMs. R- R- Lizzo. It's <laughs> not exactly how that lyric goes, but okay. You know, whatever. Um, Somebody come get this man. He appears to be lost He's, in my DMs. Oh my God. Right? Something like that? Oh my God. I'm paraphrasing. Anyway, yes. that has pretty textual, sexual, over under or overtones. What are the tones there? Undertones. Okay. But the context is sexual there. Yeah. Okay. So if you're a slippery man slip and sliding into the DMs of one Lizzo, you're probably there sexually? Yes. Okay. This is not a sexual request, a sexual request. <laughs> for Adam Brody. Adam Brody, I'm happily married. I just want to know why you are following me around everywhere forever. Okay, so now that we've talked about the news and Adam Brody, we may as well actually get into the content of uh, this fucking episode, episode 14. The meat. The countdown. Does it need to be the, the meat? The bacon sandwich. We, wow, that's explicit. Yeah. Um, does it need to be the meat? I oftentimes say the protein. Uh, oh, is my that God. Too, yeah, I don't know. Is that, too, that's, is that too much? That's. I think that's a little bit too much, but it's What about right. the starches? The starches. Let's get into the starch. Let's get into the potato chips. You know what? The (laughs) chips? See, at least a baked potato. (laughs) At least a baked potato. You know, at least then it feels like... Mark Wahlberg lived on the moon for like a year. Or sorry, the Mars. He lived on Mars for like a year eating nothing but potatoes. It feels to me like... A, that was uh, Matt Damon. (laughs) B... If we are really going to chase this metaphor down and take it seriously, I would absolutely argue that an episode of the goddamn OC television program is potato chips as opposed to a nourishing meal. Fight me. Mark Wahlberg eats potatoes on the moon now (laughs) for a year. Oh my God. I got that so wrong in the best possible way. <laughs> oh no, you're right. Yeah, no, you're t- yes. You know what? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. there's nothing nourishing about an episode of the OC at all. And this one is especially potato chips because I found it deeply entertaining. Oh, good God. Yeah. Um, we open on Ryan and Marissa making reference to a three-hour movie about boats. <laughs> right, they've just gotten out of a movie. They've had a, a date night. Which movie is it, Evan? It was, it, this was such a great little thing. So Marissa's like, next time we have a date night and we have a movie watching, maybe let's not do a three-hour epic about boats. Oh, let's not do a three-hour period piece about boats. And Ryan's like, um, A, it's about ships. <laughs> uh, and she's like, also, I don't think Russell Crowe is very hot at all. He's not really my type. And Ryan's like, I wouldn't know. Because Ryan has to, ble- has to be aggressively heterosexual at all times. Um, but I love that you were like, is this a real movie they're talking about? And I was like, Master and Commander. <laughs> Jude Law is also in it. It's really good. I it's like a it. real question. Why would you take a 16-year-old girl to a three-hour movie about boats? Well, A, of all, it's about ships. Also, she's 17. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> My point stands. Master and Commander Gang, rise up. So we talk, they're talking about plans. It was supposed, really quick, I'm sorry. Did you know it was supposed to be a series? Oh, God. Because what's the first one's called, like, End of the World, Edge of the World or something like that? Master and Commander? I, I don't know. Uh, it had a subtitle because everyone was supposed, it was supposed to be an ongoing series. Turns out the number of people who will sit through a three-hour-long documentary or um, uh, re- uh, period piece about... Um, that na- is not a documentary. Oh, sorry, about nautical <laughs> intrigue. Um, in the 1700s? Wow, wow. Okay, now I've really I've tipped my hand. Now now Master and Commander Gang are going to jump into the DMs angry. You're going to be angry. Algorithm is ruined. Yeah, no, I did a bad job. I don't actually know when the fuck it takes place. <laughs> uh, I just know that they call each other, everyone calls each other Mr. Even though there are literal children on the boat. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, Mr. Glimson, <laughs> throw hands. Starboard poop side. (laughs) So we're talking about this movie because Marissa and Ryan are planning a movie night for New Year's. I'm a little surprised it wasn't sponsored by Blockbuster or whatever. (laughs) We could go to Blockbuster and get... I don't know. They have all the latest hits. (laughs) Snow Murder 4 through 6. The snow murders. <laughs> you do I remember like, at the end of Blockbuster's yeah. life and Hollywood video and all of its ilk when they failed to have, when it was just shelf upon shelf upon shelf of direct-to-video just tripe, Yeah, most of which had Bruce Willis in it? Yeah. Yeah. All I know, all I, my only memory that sticks about renting movies from places Woodman's had a movie rental section. Oh, snap. And I, at some point in my late teenage years, decided, or maybe early 20s and I was at home. I don't fucking know. No, I think I was living with my parents. I rented Spanking the Monkey. What the fuck is that? It is a David O. Russell movie. I don't know who that is. It is, uh, he did Three Kings. Oh, okay. 
he is supposedly kind of a shit to his actors, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, it's an embarrassing enough of a title, but it is literally about incest. Oh, it shit. It is about a young man who takes care of his mother when her leg is broken and they end up doing it. Dude, what? Yeah, it's... I'm David O. Russell. I'm disappointed. That's probably nope. several nope. years of my therapy. I should bill him. But <laughs> so it was late to be returned at Woodman's, the physical movie. And all I remember is standing at the counter and just kind of shrinking into myself, trying to rent something else. And the guy behind the counter going, you can't rent this. You have a late fee on spanking the monkey. Just like broadcasting it across the fucking room. It may not have happened that way. It may just be memory coloring that. But that is I'm fine with anonymous Netflix streaming and rentals and whatnot. Like, so in your memory, he like got over the loudspeaker. Correct. And was like, "Can I have a manager? We have. Can I have a manager come here? We have a. We have a, we have a minor return. We, we have a. We have a minor. We have a late fee on. Uh, let me just double check here. Spanking the monkey. Yes, that's correct. I'll say it again. A minor. Yes, it's the girl up here. Yes, everyone look at her. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the one that is slowly shrinking into a corn cob. Yes, she's the one spanking the monkey. Yes, yes, I'm looking at her rental history now. She did not rent Freddy Got Fingered, but I'm assuming she will rent Freddy Got Fingered. I've never seen Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, don't. I don't think yeah. there's any reason anyone. No, should. but that's not what we're talking about. Um. So, given Marissa's propensity to go out places and drink copious amounts of vodka. Mm. Ryan kind of wants to keep an eye on her. He's kind of a little bit overbearing in this, yeah. but for, I think, good reason. Yeah, I mean, what? She's already overdosed once. She drank to blackout uh, in the last episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is, she jokes about that at one point. She's like, he's like, after what happened on Christmas, I, we just kind of want to mm-hmm. be low-key, I think. And she goes, what happened on Christmas? Too soon, yeah. Marissa Cooper. Too soon, lady. <laughs> no. So they're standing and they're talking about and they're the plans and they're smirching. They're like, smirchy, smirchy, smirchy. And she kind of whispers <laughs> into Ryan's ear. Right, they're hugging. Yeah. She's kind of draped over him mm-hmm. like a teen gazelle. <laughs> and she says, I love you. She says, I love you. And, and he his looks. His eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. They do have a musical stab. Yes. Like, it's like a bling. It like goes from uh, wistful music to like, this is the comedy part, everybody. It's essentially the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> yeah and uh his eyes what he does oh my god it's it's yeah this this segment kathy you can absolutely imagine the grace that they deal that they that they approach this whole thing with uh his eyes are like Ooh! and uh <laughs> marissa's eyes are like 
she, you can tell she's kind of like, oh, shit, I just really said that. Yeah. And then she's like, well, okay, I put that. This is all eye acting. This yeah. is all eyes. Her eyes are like, oh, shit, I really said that. They pull away. They make eye contact. Her and eyes are like. says. Well, okay, her eyes are still like, well, okay, shit, I guess I said it. So now we have to see what he says. And his eyes are like, oh, fuck, she really said that. So now I have to say something. And then his fucking face says his mouth parts actually his mouth parts and his vocal cords put into the world thank you (laughs) (laughs) and the show treats this just as awkwardly as it ought to um yeah marissa is a little huffy understandably um ryan is kicking himself and you can already see that he's not happy with what he said but he's also not going to say anything else and she says you're welcome and mumbles something about (laughs) i have a midnight curfew and gets back into the car which is i feel like in my memory oh no 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 okay she's living with jimmy because i was like why is she in the car yeah um, so she gets in the car and he puts his head in the car for a kiss and he hits his head on the window <laughs> and she sort of awkwardly smooches his cheek and he hits his head on the window on the yep. way out. And the whole thing is all very shame faced. And he's like, you know, yeah, he's essentially just like, fuck. Yep. Yeah. So in the previously on. Oh, the previously on is very important for this episode. Uh huh. It has been, uh, the viewer is reminded that Kirsten has a sister mm-hmm. and she doesn't know where that sister heretofore is. Heretofore unseen. Heretofore unseen. Did I use heretofore correctly? Let's just say you did. <laughs> and you he- hear that, everybody? <laughs> we're pretending I used it correctly. So, no, I think you were correct, actually. Woo-hoo. So, Ryan goes back into the pool house and is like, God, Jesus, why yep. couldn't I say? He He's- closes the door. And goes, I love you, I love you, I love you. He How does that hard thing is it that to characters say? do where he, like, closes the door with his back and he's, like, leaning up against it and he's looking up, right? Uh-huh. He's like, I love you, I love you. Why couldn't I just say it? He's very charming in he this is. whole thing. He is. He's just a little goofy guy. He's a little goofy guy. He wears his little watch and his little wrist bracelet, his little leather wrist cuff. No, Sandy wears a watch. But Ryan has a watch as well. Oh, I guess. On his left wrist, he wears a watch, and on his right wrist, he wears a, a wrist cuff. It's not the one that Marissa stole, is it? That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> if they just let him keep it. Oh, it was a gift? Say no more. Yeah. Uh, no harm, no foul. That's all, that's all right. No, he does have a watch, though. So, some this, this show has a real hard on for age inappropriate interactions especially with ryan especially with ryan they love throwing ryan in the pool house in the the company of older women yes in various states of undress it's the show is essentially porkies but able to be on network television so kathy you might be asking yourself what the fuck are they talking about? He's in the pool house. It's his room. It's yeah. where he lives. Why is there an older woman in a various state of undress? There's a kitchen and a bathroom. <laughs> Wait, right? <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, well, okay. She's literally in underwear and one of Ryan's wife beaters. Yes. And she says that saying it is the easy part. You just have to mean it or something along those lines. She kind of pops out of the shadows and Ryan is like, what the fuck? Why is this half-dressed woman in my fucking place? <laughs> Yes, and then, what's her name again? Um, Haley. Haley. 
is like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, well, who the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing here? Oh, she says, this is my pool house. And he says, this is my room. No, he says, this is my pool house. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Neither of them call it the boathouse, which is... And in a very gross... In a very gross moment, but also one that is kind of saved by the punchline, Haley goes, do you want your wife beater back? Or your shirt back because she's wearing his shirt and he goes no i have plenty i have plenty <laughs> <clears throat> so then um she tosses him some bedding and is like the couch is pretty comfortable yep um then what does she say does she say i love you or something yes I think so. And then we go to, is that opening credits? Yes. Yep. Okay. Old Lang Syne. Oh. <laughs> I'll take a cup of kindness yet. <laughs> so then we cut to the next morning where he is sleeping face down on the couch. And uh, sleeping on your stomach. Seth comes in wearing a robe and uh, boxers and a very long shirt. And the shirt is completely befuddling to me the shirt says have you hugged my t-shirt today oh i didn't even read it i read all of seth's shirts because (laughs) they're stupid what does that even mean (laughs) have you what does that even mean i don't exactly so seth is like the fuck are you doing here you have a room and ryan's like your aunt Bodos, <laughs> and he's like oh shit she's here oh shit goes into the kitchen or into the uh, the, the breakfast nook so Seth is very pleased at the mention of his aunt and mm-hmm. the fact that she is there he's like sweet Aunt Haley yeah I wonder if she'll be naked this time is not what he says but <laughs> he goes into the breakfast nook where Sandy and Kirsten are uh, having coffee. They're doing a physical crossword, which is adorable. Yes! I would love to have breakfast and a morning in the breakfast nook with the Coens. Yeah. It sounds pretty great. Yeah. Like, I really love our morning routine, and we don't have a breakfast nook, obviously, you know? Um, but it would just... And also, they live in California, so yeah. it's just, it would be nicer there. This is kind of in general. Until it falls off into the ocean. That's true, yeah. Until it sinks into the Marianas Trench or whatever. So, uh-huh. haha, we we win again. We've got Great Lakes. What do you got? Yeehaw! Um, so Haley wanders into the scene, still wearing. I mean, well, okay, but we do have to say one thing. Okay. Um, Seth is like, do you know where Haley is? And his oh, folks right. are like, I don't know, Guadalajara, Egypt. Thailand. She's building a hospital, <laughs> doing a rager in the Marianas Trench. Who fucking knows? Like, we don't fucking know. And he's like, she's in the pool house. And that's when both parents freak out. They're yeah. like, what the fuck are you? What? Do you have visual confirmation on this? What the fuck are you talking about? And Seth is like, so you, none, none, none of you noticed Ryan sleeping on the couch? Like, he's just part of the furniture now. We're so accustomed to him just kind of lazing around. I mean, his is cuffing about. To be fair, his hair does kind of blend in with the couch. It's a very sandy. There's a lot of beige. Yeah. Yeah. Now you can describe Haley as she enters the fucking breakfast nook. Okay, she's wearing the same thing when she kind of pops into the breakfast nook. Underwear and a tank top. Underwear and and a tank top. Like, she's been that aunt, aunt, 
to Seth for her whole life, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. She knows he's a boy. Why would you why would you not put pants on? So I think she's the one who discloses to everyone that Ryan said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And Marissa said, thank you. No, Marissa oh, said, I love swap you. Those things. Yep. Swap them around. Marissa said, I love you. Ryan said, thank you. Sandy goes, at least he's polite. This, this interaction, <laughs> or at least you're polite. <laughs> this interaction is pretty fun though. And it actually, it leads into one of the plot points for the rest of this episode. Uh, Kirsten is like Seth robe Haley now <laughs> Seth takes off his robe gives it to Haley she puts it on everyone hugs um, it's obvious that like people are friendly with each other you know uh, people aren't necessarily upset to see Haley at least through their actions and words they're surprised obviously but they're not upset we come to learn it's been two years since they've che- they've seen each other there is, um, I would counter that and say there is a tinge of upsetness to Kirsten's reaction. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, but it's not like she's not like, get the fuck out. Like, right. She's not pissed. Right. Um, not yet. Uh, Kirsten is basically uh, barking orders. Um, she's, you know, to, to, in an attempt to prepare the house for this new guest uh, who has arrived unannounced and unexpected. Uh, Sandy says something like, full sentences, it's the first thing to go in a marriage. <laughs> hey, how you doing, kid? It's good to see you. Um, he was averting his eyes, notably, before she got the robe on. Yeah. He uh, was very interested in the crossword. Because he was like, oh, this crossword suddenly is quite engrossing. <laughs> oh, six across, I don't know. Could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens... Then we switch over to the therapist office where Oliver and Marissa are once again in the waiting room. Right. Marissa has just come out of her session and Oliver is waiting to go into his. Avid listener, if you recall, Oliver is a guy who got slapped on at the end of the Chris Mika episode mm-hmm. as uh, he's a very gravelly voiced kind of Seth parallel, I want to say, in the way he looks. Right, okay. So he's a brunette. He's got prominent eyebrows. Yep. Nowhere near as prominent as our boy Sandy. Yeah. But they're eyebrows. Yep. Uh, He's well-read. He's well-spoken. He's always reading a book. We can never tell what his body looks like because he is wearing at minimum six coats and blazers. <laughs> yeah, the boy loves to layer. All the boy loves to layer. Um, must be must be fucking chilly yep. in those waiting rooms. The book that he is reading in the waiting room where he greets Marissa is The Wealth and Poverty of Nations. And it is very clear he is on like the introduction page. So he is a tool. He's a tool for many other reasons, but we're we're being co- coded. Can you code at a viewer? I'm going to say that you can. He is a slippery finance bro in the 2003 version. Dressed in many coats. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what? He's like, he's, you know, he's kind of, he's playfully flirting. And Marissa just, she does not have to answer any of the questions that he keeps asking her. Mm-mm. But he's like, what are you doing for New Year's? And she's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's, she's very coy. Um, none of his questions Here's the thing. I will give it to the writers and to the actor who portrays Oliver. All of the questions 
and his delivery of them could be <clears throat> could be interpreted perfectly equally, at least to my reading, as totally harmless and also flirting. You know, did you I mean, like it's obviously played more for flirting, but in the in the mind of a high schooler, you, you know, have- a pretend high schooler who endlessly dissects things, you know, they could also just as easily be read as totally harmless. I disagree. I agree. 100%. With myself. I, I do agree not agree. With myself a thousand percent. No. You have never been a young woman who has received unwanted attention from a man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They're not to. Oh, I guess, yeah. He could just say literally nothing if he yeah. didn't want it. Yeah, that's true. Also, not to like throw this too far down that goal line. We're going to. That's a metaphor that I've never used. (laughs) Um, We're making a hard pass into they're in a closed space. Mm -hmm. She can't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So she feels like she has to be polite. He's also pretty cute, though. Is he? Yeah, he's pretty fucking cute. Is he? I think I know too much about Oliver to agree with you. Oh. I don't want to give anything away. You've already given so much away with your face. But watch this space. Yours. <laughs> oh, she's poking her eyebrows. <laughs> oh, you, your open book is a face that I, I can read. <laughs> You've given the whole plot away. I'm like Benoit Blanc. It's all so obvious. And stupid. (laughs) So he invites her to the New Year's Eve party that he is throwing in the penthouse of the Four Seasons. Now, what kind of teenager would be living by himself in the penthouse of the Four Seasons? Might you ask? She's like, okay, we'll maybe swing by. And he's like, we... She's like, yeah, me and my boyfriend. No, this is this is one of the parts where I that's the thing that I strongly disagree with you, that all of this stuff was intended uh, platonically. He says a friend. Oh, yeah. He says you and a friend. And she says, no, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. And then he's like, oh, (laughs) and he's like, oh, well, I have a girlfriend. Her name is Natalie. She's from Canada. She She doesn't go to this school. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is I don't think that Natalie exists. You've just never seen her. She's much too cool. The emperor has a girlfriend. Yes. So now, after this, um, Marissa accepts the invitation to the penthouse at the Four Seasons. There's a, quote, joke, end quote, about crudite and dip. And she's like, well, if there's going to be dip, then I have no choice. Yep. Because <laughs> you remember, she's supposed to be sober. Yes. So he's... Uh, uh, my brain. I mean, he's leaning into that. Yeah. I, 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 whatever, you know, he's like, there's going to be non-alcoholic things and crudite and, and, and dip. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you know, at least he's not like, we can be bad boys together. And jumping ahead for like half of a second here, none of the 
core characters who we have been following this whole time are interested in drinking, mm-hmm. which is Summer shows up at the party. This is a 100,000% about face for Summer. Yeah, holy Christ it is, but I think we need to get to that later when we yeah. get to it. But it's like they've decided that these are all now teen idols <laughs> and they have to exhibit teen idol behavior yeah. and not encourage drinking of the Rolling Rocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe Rolling Rock rolled up and was like, hey guys, the amount of underage drinking using our product is a little, little concerning to us. Did you say Manny Rolling Rock? <laughs> the owner of Rolling Rock, Mr. yes. Mr. Manny Rolling Mr. Rock. Mr. Manny Rolling Rock. <laughs> hey boys and girls, my name's Manny Rolling Rock. Please don't consume my products. <laughs> But here's a coupon for when you turn 21, wink, wink. <laughs> Winkity wink, I'm Manny Rolling Rock. Bye. As Manny Rolling Rock jetsons away in his Jetsons car. <laughs> okay. From the future. From the future. It's an extremely futuristic beverage by Rolling Rock. <laughs> um... Also, I wanted to mention, since we're talking about, yeah, suddenly the turn that the teens have taken where they don't want to drink. Yeah. I want to point out in earlier episodes where Ryan tried multiple times to order himself, what was it? Seven and seven. A seven and seven. <laughs> like every one of the various galas and or functions that Kirsten was part of. Okay, but Ryan, I understand not wanting to drink because of Marissa's whole mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah Everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. else at a literal New Year's Eve party. <laughs> Girl. Absolutely okay. not. Yes. Yes. Okay, so now we are in a place that we rarely visit. Sandy and Kirsten's bedroom where Haley is going through every single item of clothing that Kirsten has ever owned yep. and is currently in her closet and is yep. making dismissive noises yep. and saying, what is this? Why do you draw? Why do you wear that? Did oh you God. get that at Talbot's? <laughs> right. Did you get this at Talbot's? And Kirsten goes, it was a gift. <laughs> and that comes up later. Yes. There are some pretty good running gags in this episode. Yes. And uh, Kirsten discloses that Julie Cooper is dating their dad. And she says, at least it's someone my age and not your age. We've never said how old Haley is supposed to be. Where yeah. would you put her? Early 20s? Okay, so. People, you, she's. There's no, a, no, no, not 20s. No, she's in her 30s. You think? I would think so, yeah. You think? Because Kirsten, at one point in the episode later, when they have a confrontation, says people your age. How old do you think Kirsten is? Having kids. I th- would think that they're in their 40s. Okay. Because Seth Cohen is 16, 17? Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Something like that. <laughs> He's an ancient snake person, we know. But, <laughs> you know. For Every New Year's Eve, he goes to the mountaintop and sheds his skin. <laughs> oh, God. I've just thought of like a fucking. Ari, Ari Aster like body horror thing where he <laughs> it's the episode you don't see every year he goes to the fucking mountains and crawls out of his own mouth like the movie Men <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So whatever age Haley is, this indicates that there is an age gap between the two of them. Yes. Oh, really quick. Caleb Nichol and Julie Cooper will be coming back from... Paris. Paris. They're currently vacationing in Paris. Yes. Because that's what you do. Which, again, is a convenient way of saying one of them is off filming a soap opera or a Hallmark movie to make money in the gaps where they're written out of the episodes. Exactly. Exactly. Um... And uh, so the reason that Haley is in the closet is because she's trying to find a worthwhile outfit because Sandy and Kirsten have a standing dinner date every New Year's Eve at the Sands. And it sounds adorable. It does sound adorable. It sounds like exactly the kind of fucking New Year's Eve I would want to do. Go and have a nice dinner. Yeah. Um, come home at a reasonable time. Yep. And then what? What do they do? Do they do they come home and watch movies? I don't know what they do. I can't remember what they do, but they have a routine that sounds goddamn pleasant. Our routine for New Year's Eve was sort of carved out recently by <laughs> COVID, but also people in the city where we live drive like mercenaries. <laughs> At the best of times. Yeah, Jesus, it's fucking Mad Max the Road Warrior here in good weather. So it's kind of like... When they haven't been drinking. You don't want to leave the house for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. So for our New Year's Eve this year, we watched Groundhog Day, and I'm going to take a brief aside to say (laughs) I can't with Groundhog Day anymore because just the Bill Murray I just the Bill Murray of it all the Bill Murray of it all (laughs) like I'm just basically convinced that Bill Murray is a human being who is uh what is his name Phil Connors at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the movie that's Mm -hmm. just who the fuck he is Mm -hmm. and he is been I've read so many things about how he's such a shit to people and borderline abusive to women not borderline he is abusive to women everybody stop liking Bill Murray Mary I'm really sorry (laughs) (laughs) we have to apologize individually to the (laughs) five people that listen to our fucking podcast (laughs) For our hot takes, really, even our moderately moderately spicy takes, we'll talk. We, uh, give us money, and we'll have a Patreon episode about <laughs> fucking uh, Groundhog Day, uh, and we'll 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 dissect it and take it apart and put it back together again. Uh, I have all I've seen it about a gajillion times. I understand. So I have a lot of takes. I Good have bad. That's not yeah. flawless, obviously. I haven't seen it as many times as you have, but. Um, this viewing was, while worthwhile, tainted. Yeah, looking at it through the lens of sort of our age, our experience, and just sort of the passage of time, um, it becomes an interesting movie sort of, you know, in context, when uh-huh. placed in a historical context. Anyway, we're not talking about Groundhog Day. No, we're talking about this episode of The O.C., and Haley is spending this whole time goading her sister and implying that she's not fun and not cool Mm -hmm. and she's like you should go to this random party that i am going to well before that can i interject really quickly yes you can because this is a word that gets thrown around a lot in this episode and it is the primary theme um in adult world and that is the concept of being very married and being in a rut uh so at one point sandy comes into the bedroom and he's looking for his sunglasses because he's going to go surfing 
And uh, if you've been with a partner long enough, or not even if you've just been with a partner, if you've been with somebody long enough, if you've lived with somebody or known somebody long enough, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship or for, for friendship or a queer platonic relationship, whatever it is, you sort of, I think, instinctually develop kind of a shorthand you begin you know sort of understanding what a person is referring to when they say something vague like the thing or the blah is our shorthand the thing uh we say the guy a the lot. guy yeah I, uh, yeah um yeah. you know there's sort of like a special language that people develop themselves and it's i really think it's very charming some people think it's lame we think it's cool yeah um anyway so it shows and they do a great job the actors do a great job um sandy and kirsten are very comfortable around each other kirsten helps sandy find all of the things that he's looking for with like very few words she's like it's in the thing and he's like oh yeah and then he comes back later and he's like have you seen my and she's like look in your pants pocket and he's like the pants pocket genius <laughs> um they're deeply in love they get each other Haley who has not been with anybody long enough, friend or otherwise, to form this kind of shorthand language or just just get to know somebody well enough to understand how they tick and how they think and to build to build patterns and to build comfort with somebody. She sees this all as being very drudgerous and being very boring. And gross. And gross and very much a rut. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten... For whatever reason. Not for whatever reason. It's a particular relationship between siblings, especially when there is one fun sibling <laughs> and one unfun sibling. Siblings have a way of getting under each other's skin, regardless of what the subject matter is. Do I not see this because I'm the fun sibling? You're the fun sibling and you're the boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't get the psychodrama between uh, girls. Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I've got my own anxieties to deal with yeah. that come from different places mm-hmm. that also come from accidental toxic masculinity seeping in um, from places that, you know, you don't necessarily expect. Yeah. Anyway, it impacts everybody negatively. Let's dismantle toxic masculinity, everybody. Yep. 2023 goals. So <laughs> just universally. Kirsten. Just all around the world. Kirsten's like, I'm fun. I do. I do fun. Um, and Haley's like. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Of course sure you, do. you do. Yeah. So she somehow goads her into going to this party where they don't <laughs> think they know anyone. Haley, yeah. And Haley. <laughs> the very cavalier attitude Haley has about this party belies what the party is actually about. But yep. we'll get there, and it's delicious. The other thing about New Year's Eve is there. Uh, it and I think Halloween. Weirdly for me are the two holidays where there is the most sets of expectations around. You raise a lot of pressure to do something fun. Yeah. Like at a very early age when Harry met Sally imprinted on me. (laughs) And I was like, if someone is not running after me through the streets of New York City at 11.59 p.m., Mm -hmm. I am doing something wrong with my life. Yeah. Or like, if I'm not in an eyes wide shut party, like... And guess what? That almost never happens. Like, you know what? If I'm not in a giant wicker face being burned by witches, what am I doing on New Year's Eve? Do you want to know what my next year's New Year's Eve goal is? A fleece onesie. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, reader, we were in bed at 11 o'clock last night. Like, no, we can't do it. We could have tried to stay up an hour later, and we were like, nope, can't do it. Going to bed. We were playing a video game, much like Seth and Ryan. <laughs> Seth, incidentally, I don't remember exactly where he sprinkles this nugget in, but he has sworn off of women. <laughs> After the yes. oh, this is they're uh, they're playing a video game, mm-hmm. um, and oh no 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 no, they're not playing the video game yet. Uh, that comes later. They're talking about something, and I I think they're talking about their plans. And Seth is like, "What are you and Marissa going to do?" And Ryan's like, "Oh, we're going to watch movies. nothing. Uh, we're uh, this is the point where um, fuck because Seth." says that Ryan is going to be single because he's learned about the whole I love you thing. Yeah. And thank you. The thank you debacle, which is how I'm going to refer to it from now on. Uh, it's like the Manchurian candidate. But anyway. It's so cute. It's um, so fucking cute. It is really cute. Yeah. And it's really fun to see Seth and Ryan's sort of their brotherhood. Uh, I have forming. in my notes specifically. Um, I ship Seth with Ryan. I love their friendship. Mm-hmm. Seth has a purpose now. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Seth. <laughs> uh, they are forming, in my eyes, a brotherhood. Yep. Yeah, a bond. Yep. Um, so uh, Seth is like, I've sworn off women. Um, and uh, what? Uh, shit, were they talking to Haley? I've got to try and pay more attention to this stupid show. Where <laughs> the problem is you it's- made me delicious eggs. It's your fault. It's your fault. How is it my you fault? You made such delicious eggs. What were in those eggs? It was feta. What else? Basil. We're not talking about the eggs. We are recording a podcast. Yeah, but the thing is, they were so delicious. I wasn't being a. I, I wasn't capable of seeing beyond the fugue state of delicious <laughs> egg consumption <laughs> to actually pay attention to the show. It's not my fault. Is what I'm saying. And Kathy is on my side. <laughs> Kathy, when you're listening to this text being say you're on my side, <laughs> you fed delicious eggs. You know, Sarah's good at what she does. I can't be expected to deal with this. So Marissa brings up <laughs> the idea of going to Oliver's party, right? Yes. And Ryan's like, uh, who's Oliver? Well, yeah. Who's, oh yeah. Who's Oliver? Um, and uh, Marissa at one point is like, there's going to be dip. Well, I guess it's not that funny. It's kind of an inside joke. And Ryan's like, you and Oliver have inside jokes? Yeah. All of this is, uh, they're having a cute little conversation while Ryan is packing all of his things because he doesn't live in the fucking boathouse anymore. He has to go <laughs> live in the guest room because Haley has fully taken over his fucking place of residence now. Right. Um, Marissa really wants to go to the party, which is... I guess if someone showed me Master and Commander and then was unable to tell me that they loved me, I would be like, yeah, no, peace out. Thanks, bye. Yeah, right. But there's such... there. I'm going to use... When someone tells you who they are, believe them. Yes. I'm going to use a word, though. They're such a nascent couple. That's true. That you would think that she would be like, oh, let's do whatever you want to do. Or vice versa. He would Mm -hmm. be like, oh, let's do whatever you Mm -hmm. want to do. Mm -hmm. But also, Ryan is very not a people person. Mm -hmm. He has only recently become 
best friends forever with Seth. Mm-hmm. And Seth is like the only person that he can talk to mm-hmm. about stuff. So what is he going to do at a party with a therapy guy and a bunch of people who he doesn't know? Yeah. And yeah. And again, okay. What do we know about this party? We know two or three things. A, it's going to be at the penthouse suite of the Hilton thing. The four seasons. Sorry, the four seasons. Um, how dare you? <laughs> so it's probably going to be a bunch of rich kids. Yeah. In Ryan's history. In episode one. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about how Ryan typically interacts with the very wealthy? With the children of the elite of Newport. You know what I like about rich kids? Pause for a beat. Punch in the face. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> right? Okay. So, uh, Ryan has a few different reasons to be reticent to go to this party from a character standpoint. One, he's not good with the, the youth of the elite of Newport. Two, Marissa has just started going to therapy for substance abuse. And a fucking New Year's Eve party. Probably not a great place to test somebody's brand new not drinking skills. Um, and then third of all, this new guy fucking Oliver is going to be there. And none of us are sure we like this guy and what the fuck is going on. So, yeah, Ryan has every, every fucking motivation to not want to go to this fucking party. Marissa, sorry, just to finish the thought, has every has every reason to want to go to this party. Uh, Ryan's being kind of an old fuddy-duddy. Uh-huh. They're not an old married couple. They're young. They should go and enjoy themselves. Um, he is. He's. He's. He's feeling a little. He's feeling. I don't want to say overbearing. What's the word I'm looking for? He wants to keep her in it's, so she doesn't do something bad. It's borderline overbearing, but protective. I think yeah. is the word that you want. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because. No, I'm Team Ryan here. Like he's oh, seen sure. yeah, enough no, of I'm Marissa's shit. Team Ryan, yeah. But I'm also, just, I'm, I'm saying she's not acting irrationally. And also, you can't control someone's actions. So as much yeah. as he wants to yeah. be protective of her, mm-hmm. he recognizes that if he said no, you cannot go to this party, it would be not great. Yeah, and also uh, Marissa's character is very, very consistent here. We know Marissa Cooper does not like being told what to do. Correct. She does not like being mothered. Uh, in that way, you know, in the way that Julie Cooper would tell her what to do, you know, to keep, you know, to clip her wings, as it were, to keep the bird in its cage. Yeah. So she's like, well, if you're going to stay in, that's fine with me. I'm going to go to the party. During this conversation, they're also kind of dancing around the fact that he was incapable of saying, I love you. Yeah, and it's great. He's like, what, when you... When you said the, the, the and thing... And it's great because she's like, when I said what? <laughs> What did I say? What? Did, oh, what did, what did I say? <laughs> and it's really good. Like who plays who plays Marissa? Jackie Max Maxson? Jen Jen Hampton? Misha Fuck. Barton. <laughs> Shit. One of these days I'll get it. <laughs> One of these days I'll get it. She does a fantastic job, and you can tell that Marissa's having a lot of fun with this. Uh-huh. She's moved on from being, you know embarrassed to being amused yeah now she's just like oh yeah what she yeah the subtext is oh when you couldn't say you loved me but it's also absolutely leverage for her to go to this party yes yes no it's great i really like 
even though those two characters have a lot of really cute, you know, saccharine lovey-dovey moments, one of which is the, 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 um, the really fun one on the Ferris wheel. There's a really fun one that happens in this episode that we'll get to. I also really like that their relationship is also getting some teeth, you know? And I don't mean like teeth and like, I mean like teeth, like you would, like you would, you would talk about a really good paper, you know, like a really good thick paper has tooth to it. You know, it's not flimsy. It's not see-through. They have banter and it's sparkly. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. 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 Sparkly banter. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Let me okay. just switch beverages. So she... Oh, yeah. That's the other... That's the other um, annual... Uh, I See, personally, I love a rut. I love, I love all the little traditions that we've made. I love all the things that, you know, a Haley character would be like, Ew, you're gross and married. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm gross and married. I goddamn love it. Same. Um, one of our traditions is uh, Sarah has f- what like five beverages going at the same time. We're recording this in daylight hours. We are not vampires. <laughs> it is a brunch time recording, and my typical setup at brunch is minimum three beverages: so water, coffee, mimosa. Yeah, yeah. I have completed the mimosa round, <laughs> and now I am on the coffee. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, the end of that scene, Ryan is staying home from the party, feeling a little shamefaced about the whole thing. Marissa, she's going to go to that party. She's going to go to the fucking party. She's going to go to that party. She's going to wear a dress with a weird cutout, and she's yeah. going to go to that party. Yeah, she's going to wear a confusing dress and go to that fucking party. She's going to wear a dress that's like, ooh, look at this. It's it's the area right under my ribs but above my hips what is that I don't it's know. badly mischka because it <laughs> sounds like my name I don't know <laughs> badly mischka that, that's a designer I love it yep yep perfect so um we have a video game scene with Seth and Ryan I think they're playing Shenmue right I don't think they're doing Dynasty Warriors anymore they've moved on yep. from, they've beaten all of the dynasties and the warriors and There's a lot of dynasty warrior games yes um they're playing whatever it is and Haley comes in and is like why, why are you guys in pajamas and playing the video games why aren't you going out for new years and she has a very visceral and specific description of an imagined scenario where marissa has to has to Kiss. You have to kiss. You have to kiss someone. At midnight. Do you know what we were doing at midnight? We were asleep. We were sleeping. Yeah. Um, but I was smooching you in my dreams. Um, before this scene, um, uh, Haley says goodbye to um, Kirsten and Sandy, uh-huh. who are going to their... So Sandy and Kirsten's plans now are to go to their dinner date at the Sands and then to swing by this party that Haley said they should go to. Funny you should mention the adjective swing by. Um, so uh, Haley's like... An action verb. When Haley is saying goodbye to them, they're like, you sure this is okay? And we as the audience get the understanding that Haley is supposed to be staying home from the party to babysit, basically, the boys. Which makes no sense with what we understand about Haley. Yeah, no, zero sense. And this will be 
illustrated very shortly. Yeah, because then Haley comes upon the boys and is like, what are you losers doing? And she sits down on the couch. Yeah, and she's like, well, you know, Ryan, when when Marissa's at this party, she's going to be there with this Oliver guy. And it's going to be the countdown title of this episode. And it's going to be 10, 9, 8. She's going to be looking around. She's gonna, that's what I was going to say. Right? Say it. She's going to be looking around eight, seven. She's going to hope and pray that her, you walk through that door. Her little heart will be fluttering five, four, three. And she who turns will be around there? and sees Oliver. Oliver is there. You are not there. Three, two, one. And what happens? Ryan and Ryan's eyes again in this are like getting like saucers, like yeah. dinner plates. Like, oh my god, she's gonna kiss all of her. Yep. So then, I love the hard cut they do. She's like, "What then, Ryan?" Hard cut to Ryan and Seth both dolled up, <laughs> and Haley saying, "You boys look hot." They do not look hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ryan put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a button down. He put on his dress wrist cuff. I don't know. Oh wait, no, it's it's a it's a like a f- uh, not flannel. Uh, uh, what's the undershirt called? Linens. Thermal. Thermal. Okay. So he's got a thermal shirt on. And like a blue button-down shirt on top of that. Yeah, unbuttoned, though. Short sleeve. So you can see his wrist cuff. Because you can't button a shirt. It's 2004 almost. Well, tell that to Seth Cohen, who is wearing a a navy button-up with what looks like... Little... Like sailboats? Little, little stars or sailboats, maybe. Probably sailboats. With a matching tie. The tie yeah. is made of exactly the same fabric. <laughs> and Haley says, you boys look hot. And she is lying. She is bald-faced lying to their fucking faces. Uh-huh. Because she wants them out of the house. But also, real quick, I want to mention the fact that I turned into dust every time a character mentioned, it's almost 2004! <laughs> Which happened a lot. Yeah. Oh, good Christ. My arthritis started acting up. <laughs> my sciatica jumped out of my back <laughs> and sat on the couch next to us. Oh, good God. Yeah. Um, and she's, she's really, really looking to get these boys out of the house as quickly as possible. And because... they opened the door and yep. a clown train of 2004 <laughs> motherfuckers start flooding into the house. Haley is clearly having a rager. She, I love the first things that happen is somebody wearing like a feather boa, like yeah, clown glasses, opens up the door. Pops a bottle of champagne into Seth's face, and then they run into the house, they <laughs> tip a table over and break a lamp immediately. Uh-huh. I don't even know why they did it. This is they how just I just tip it over and break it. This is standard behavior upon entering every party at a stranger's home. <laughs> it's just like Nothing matters, man. And the boys are like, oh, it's all becoming clear now. Also, I think one of them, either Seth or Ryan, gets a champagne spray in his pants. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Is that? No. Okay. 
It's like half of the characters that yeah. are streaming through the door are also popping bottles of champagne. Yes. <laughs> Insane. Yes. Also, I love, okay, so the we we don't know if this music is diegetic or not, but the second the door opens, it is full on white snake. It's just like, <laughs> as people are just flooding through the door. And there's fully like 500 people who are all arriving at exactly the same time. Half of them also strip off all of their clothes and jump into the pool that they do not own. Yes. And uh, it's great because an ADR line off screen is like, skinny dipping. <laughs> Did I say offline or off screen? Uh, you said offline, but you meant off screen. <laughs> God fucking damn it. It's fine. I'm Canoeing here Canoeing into senility. Here okay. I go. Okay. <laughs> so we're, we flip back to the Four Seasons penthouse party. Yes. Where Summer has finally decided that she is Marissa's friend again. Summer and Marissa are joined, uh, right? Yeah, they're they're entering the party together. Yep. And Summer is like, come on, Coop. We're going to have a great time. There's, I'm not going to think about Seth Cohen. I'm not going to think about him because he's probably playing some stupid game about ninjas or samurai or something with his dreamy eyes <laughs> looking at a television screen in a long torso. I'm not going to think about him, Coop. The entirety of this party while this conversation is going on between Summer and Marissa, there's like no music. It just seems to be a bunch of people walking around in circles. It's like a Sims. When you <laughs> leave all the people alone. Eventually someone's going to pee on the floor because you haven't built a bathroom. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's very much. I do love the contrast. This this party for literal high schoolers is so much calmer and like chill. It's because drinking isn't cool. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, summer is someone would at least be holding weed if yeah, this was yeah, a like, real honestly, party. The fucking high schoolers look they look like they're at a fancy fucking like upscale. Whatever, it's hilarious. The contrast is hilarious. What well, this show thinks of high schoolers versus adults. But especially if we're going to contrast this with one of the pool house summer's friend parties from the beginning of the series. Uh-huh. There were actual rooms of stoners. Yes. And kegs. Yep. And what does this show want from teenagers? It's really inconsistent, and we're still in the same fucking season. But anyway. Well, I... Totally, we're all over the guy. I think place. we're trying to telegraph that Oliver is more refined than uh, a rolling rock weed party. <laughs> hey, it's Manny here to remind you, kids, don't underage drink. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so Summer's trying to convince herself that she's over Seth. And that she's super into this party. And this party clearly sucks, is Marissa what we're saying. is trying to be okay with the fact that she's there without Ryan. Yeah. Right? Is that essential? What's she talking about? She uh, seems just like really blase about Oliver. Mm -hmm. Like, not blase, that's not the word that I want. I think she's mistrustful towards him that's the vibe that i get interesting that's not at all the vibe that i get i mean the vibe that i get if i can clarify really quickly is that she's interested in him because he's new he's showing an interest in her 
He's the complete opposite of anyone she's ever been with. He's erudite. Thank you. That's a five-point word. Uh, he's red. Listeners, you have to drink. He is cute. I'm going to say he's cute. He's tall. Uh, now, Luke was tall, but like Luke, for all of his charms, is he never reads a book. You know? Luke is also weirdly absent from this episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you understand what I'm saying. He's new. He's interested in her. He's charming. Luke has probably joined P-Flag. <laughs> I should fucking hope so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I don't know or care really what they're kind of bantering about. The banter is mostly Summer being nervously aware of Seth's proximity in the world. Mm-hmm. Like he's somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight <laughs> playing a video game about ninjas. Yes. And then uh, Anna... Mm-hmm. pops mm-hmm. into the scene. She says, oh God, thank goodness, people I know. And uh, she hugs Marissa and she and Summer have a weird little like, oh, you're here. This is, okay, uh, there's a very, very specific direct in this scene that I wonder if you remember that you should be picking up on. Um, okay, so I do remember that her the reason she's at the party is because her one of her parents is friends with Oliver's parents. Yep. So she knows Oliver. But but they say, "Oh, you know Oliver?" And Anna's response is, "Who?" Oh, really? Yes. Oh shit, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, buddy. Oh shit. You're Hercule Poirot. You're Benoit Blanc. The little gray cells. The gray cells are ha- taking a nap. Okay. The gray cells have got to be on point for every single one in this episode. Look, my gray cells episodes. are eating delicious eggs. <laughs> okay, if I was a detective, that's my Achilles heel, is delicious eggs made by a person I love. Marissa heads over to Oliver. Could fully kill a person in front of me, and if I was eating delicious eggs, I'd have no idea. <laughs> Marissa heads over to Oliver and is like, Hi, Oliver, how are you doing? How many hotels do your parents own? And he's like, all of them. Every single hotel. This is great. So she's like, so how do you get to rent this out or whatever? And he's like, oh, my parents own like own, own a lot. And she's like, hotel rooms? And he says, hotels. And she's taking a sip of water at this point and nearly does a spit take. Uh-huh. It's fucking great. And like, do we believe this? I mean, at face value, sure. Textually, we believe this. Yes, textually, we believe this. Even though we have just been given the cue Mm -hmm. that... You're doing a lot of telegraphing here, by the way. I just want you... Wow, your face is extending like a telegraph into my face right now. (laughs) I'm turtling at you. You've got such big, beautiful blue eyes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Look at your big, pretty eyes. Anyway... See, now this is fascinating what's going on here, because I am reading Oliver in one very specific way, face value, which is how I think the audience is supposed to be reading Oliver. But anyway, um, yes. They, yeah, no. The, they go to the bar and he makes them. That's the whole je ne That's the whole je ne sais quoi of this dynamic between us. I am close reading every single interaction and you're just like, oh, he owns some hotels. Cool. I'm a very trusting person. Of course you are. 
Um, <laughs> he makes them non-alcoholic mojitos. We hate Oliver for a myriad of reasons, and one of the reasons is the way that he pronounces mojitos. <laughs> What's? Can you do your best impression? Mojito. Mojito. It's almost <laughs> Japanese the way he pronounces it. Watashi wo mojito desu. Marissa says you shouldn't not drink just because I'm not drinking. And he's like, why do you think I'm in therapy? I've been in therapy and sober for 11 months. Which is also, like, I don't think that... He mentions that he has been kicked out of three different schools. So he's Mm -hmm. a little bit older than Marissa, but I Mm -hmm. still don't think that at most 20 year olds use the very specific language of recovery. He says, I've got 11 months under my belt or something very specific like that. Mm -hmm. I just might be lazy writing. That's what I'm chalking it up to. Cha-ching. Oh, um... (laughs) This is where, uh, so he's like, so where's your, where's your boy toy? Where's Ryan at? And she's like, oh, well, yep, he's not here. And Natalie, who definitely exists. <laughs> is, What's the story he weaves about she's, why she's not there? She's a freshman at Arizona State University. My geography is terrible. This is real snuffleupagus stuff happening right yeah. here. Yeah. How close, but how close is Arizona to California? Like nope. truly? Nope. nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> Wait, no, we could do the thing that I do. <laughs> Are we all ready for this? Get gird your loins, listener. How far away is Arizona from California? Uh, it's uh, 736 miles or 11 hours and 56 minutes. That's quite a trek. That's a long fucking way. For an imaginary person to go to a New Year's Eve party. That is an LDR. Yeah. And I don't mean latter day... Rants. Latter day Rihanna. (laughs) She definitely exists and she definitely has a reason to not be at the party because she has maybe decided she doesn't want a serious relationship and is doing whatever freshmen at Arizona State University do on New Year's Eve. So Oliver is clearly telegraphing He's not maybe in a relationship to Marissa. uh, He, you know, he says he keeps he does keep saying things like, oh, I guess it's just us then. And part of me wants to be like, no, dude, it's you and like the 50 other people that are in your fucking party right now. Right. He spends the entire time basically just just talking to Marissa. And there's a lot of fucking people there and it's ostensibly his party. So you think he'd be like a gracious host. Which I think is another cue that maybe Oliver is not all Oliver is Olivered up to be. Hmm. Spoiler alert? Are you spoiling me right now? Am I, I being spoiled? I just hate Oliver more than I hate Seth. Whoa. Mm-hmm. This character was introduced last episode. I'm just saying, you might be spoiling me. He sucks. Careful. Careful. He sucks. Careful. Wow. Wow. He sucks because he's reading the wealth and poverty of nations. That's the only reason that I have. <laughs> That's it. And also the way that he pronounces mojito. So eventually I believe we go to the car where Kirsten and Sandy are driving to the sands. Where there is clearly a human voice reciting 
uh, GPS instructions. Yeah, it's like someone sitting in the back seat. It's like a PA yeah. in the back seat. Yeah. Take a look. Anyway. Haley is absolutely in uh, Kirsten's head at this point, and she's like, are we in a rut? Are we fun? Are we too married? And Sandy's like, no, shit's great. Yeah, Sandy's like, this is my favorite part. <laughs> the rut's my favorite fucking part. I love it. The rut is also my favorite part. Yeah, well, I love it's this not, part. It's not it's a rut. Part. It's a home. It's comforting. I goddamn love it. Um, but Kirsten, obviously... Evan, I just clearly said something that could be cross-stitched on an embroidery pad, and you did not, not acknowledge it's it. It's not a rut, it's a home. I'll, it's print, it. I'll print, it's shirts. A home. I'll print shirts that that look like they're cross-stitched. Okay, but you have to acknowledge that it's beautiful, it's and I said it. It's not a rut, it's a home. It's, yeah, that's highly brandable. <laughs> yeah, very... Let's commodify it. Let's commodify the fuck out of that. Yes! Ugh. Yes, exchange value. Very little use value. But oh, God. At least 20s of dollars of exchange value. Maybe 10s. <laughs> uh, Sandy proves that they are not in a rut. He takes the bait and says, I'm not going to turn right at this turn, GPS person. I'm going to turn left. Those two things may be reversed. I don't care. He's being, he's being very cute about it. Yep. He's like... This is how much of not in the rut I am. Like it all right here. He somehow knows instinctively how to get to the party without having to replug it into the GPS. Kirsten's like, what if we what if we skip dinner and just went right to the party? Yep. He's like, yeah, there'll probably be deviled eggs there. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Oh, Sandy. His eyebrows take the wheel like Jesus. He just wants a deviled egg. He just, the man just wants a deviled egg. Is it too much to ask on New Year's Eve? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I also don't think so. So, but that, 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 there's... Um, okay. We do have to jump, I believe. Then we go back to the house because yep. the boys... The reason the boys aren't leaving to go to um, the Oliver party is because they're everything f- is being fucked up in the house freaking by his friends. Yep. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? We need to save the house because it's going to be totaled. And it is being totaled around their eyes. This the, shit's getting real wild. This is where Ryan overhears a conversation between Haley and a very brunette, very good actress. <laughs> Yeah, this actress is like, what are you even fucking doing back here? Wait, she's not Sandy Cohen. She's not Sandy. She's like, what are you even doing back here? You have some real gall to show your face. You owe me $3,000. And if, I don't remember the character's name, but she's like, if, what's her name? Cameo. If Cameo finds out that you're here, she will kill you. This information is completely useless other than being vaguely threatening. Yeah. Because we never see Cameo. Well, no, we do see Cameo. She shows up at the end of the party, remember? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yes, she does. All right. Uh, Ryan says he's going to call the cops on the party to shut it down. And Haley's like, so you're a narc now? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) Basically. No, you can actually see that gets under Ryan's skin. Yeah. Because his... His his chino runs deep. His dealing with cops has not been kind. A cab. So yep. he is like, she's like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. Okay, they will talk about it, but then we have to cut to the fucking. We have to cut to the adult party where the adults have just arrived. <laughs> Sandy and Kirsten arrive at the party. Uh, it looks very nice. There are well dressed people there. It looks like a nice house. Sandy's um, like, eh, this doesn't look so bad. 
Kirsten, he's like, this he's looks. Like, Where are those doubled eggs at? He's like, he's like, this looks less exciting than dinner. This is not a fun party. Why are we here? But then one of the ladies from Yoga Lotties. Yep. With the hair. Mm-hmm. It was a very specific kind of way that you curled your hair in 2003. Can we slash quickly four? say that yes. Kirsten's hair is a gajillion times better in this episode it's than like, it was in the last episode? She must have listened to the last episode. I'm really, she must have gone back in time. <laughs> like, thankfully, it is bang free. She's got beachy mm-hmm. waves. Mm-mm. The bangs are there. They're just being grown out. They're oh. kind of integrated into. They're I, layers, what I'm saying. Everybody. I had curtain bangs at one point. This Reader, is, there are layers. Yeah. The color is still very 2003, but it was 2003. It was, uh, what do you expect? What do you expect? What do you want? Um, but there's layers at least. Yes. Um, it's thick. Yes. God, it's so thick. Anyway, way, way, way fucking better than it was in the last episode. So t- uh, Terry is the name of Kirsten's Yoga Lottie's friend. And she shows up and she's like, here are my weird spit curls, but on the side of my head. <laughs> I can't believe you're here. I didn't know. I love the way she says it. She says, I didn't know that you were fun. <laughs> and the reader, the list, the watcher is like, what is that? That's a weird mean? thing to say. <laughs> um, because the entire episode, Kirsten has been lamenting how she is not fun. Yeah. And so it was like, wow. Like to my ear, it was like, what a weird thing. For a care, what? How very Greek chorus? I know I say it all the time, but like, what a very specific. Like, the character essentially came up and was like, "Hey, is the primary conflict in this episode about how you don't feel fun? You're so very fun." Congratulations, you're fun now. Congratulations on being deemed fun at birth. You did it. So we're like, oh, okay, and then um, uh, uh, Sandy says something charming and funny because he always does. What's her name? Tammy? Is that the yoga Terry. Terry is like, oh, he's a real catch. Someone's gonna... Whoever ends up with him is gonna have a good time. And this is when your eyebrows started shooting to the moon. They kind of went... In their own little George Jetson car. <laughs> and they landed on Mars with Mark Wahlberg and they had some potatoes. <laughs> and Terry's like, put your watch in the bowl whenever you're ready. And we see a gentleman putting a watch in the bowl. And the entire... And Terry's like, maybe I'll see you in midnight, Mr. Man. And she kind of pinches one of his nuts and walks away. Because <laughs> she's heard about the nuts. Because <laughs> the nuts were in adjacent to... <laughs> The muffin. <laughs> Way back when. She knows from Sandy's nuts. The infamous muffin scene. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so yes, that's what. So everybody except for me, because I remembered what was happening in this episode about three fourths of the way before we got to it. The viewers and the characters realize that the same. Our protagonist realized that we're at we're in a swingers a party. swingers party. <laughs> it's great the way who says it. Sandy's like, oh god, we're in a swingers party. <laughs> I believe this was at least in the same decade, decade as the literal movie Swingers. So this was probably. But wait, Swingers well, wasn't swingers literally about, about Swingers. It's no. about the Swing Revival. It's right, hardly right. about the Swing Revival. Right. It's about stupid boys. But anyway, Who it doesn't cares? matter. It doesn't matter. It's about Luke. It's about Vince Vaughn's forehead. So it's about Vince Vaughn's forehead. But like that whole, there was a there was a revival of something that lended itself 
to when did the ice storm come out oh yeah we're gonna have an evan google we're gonna have this is the wow we two, need a theme song Google's things right yeah when did the movie the ice storm come out in the United States of America, 97. The ice storm was released on September this is post ice storm. But not. <gasps> oh my fucking god! <laughs> Terry, when she is talking with Kirsten, says, When I did my first one of these in 1998, it saved my marriage. <gasps> ice storm is in this universe. Somebody it's watched canon. the ice storm and was like, <laughs> instead of taking the takeaway as. <laughs> It bad. Fucking what's his name dies on the ice. <laughs> fucking Frodo or fucking fucking Bilbo uh, Frodo Baggins <laughs> fucking dies on the ice and scrapes his face off <laughs> falling down a hill while Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver's marriage falls to pieces. The, the thing they took out of that was swinging looks fun. But what if this was a punchline? <laughs> oh my god. This has given me such lovely context for this episode. Wow. Terry watched the ice storm. <laughs> also, 1997 is not that far off from 2004 contextually. Yes, no, it absolutely isn't. No. So, Sandy and Kirsten are like, so are we fun or are we fun? Are we going to do this? And uh, Sandy counts back from three in Spanish. Yep, for some reason with his watch. Because Spanish is fun. Because it's really funny. They're like, we're leaving, right? We're leaving? Right, we're leaving, and they're like, "We can't stay." They're like, we could make our dinner reservation if we left now. Right, they're like, "We can't stay." We could, we could stay. They're like <laughs> really fighting, and like both. It's so obvious both of them want to leave, but neither of them wants to be the one that says, "I don't want to do this." Right. We need to leave, right? Because they're trying to be like, "No, we're cool. I'm cool. Right? We're cool. Are we cool? Do we want to be cool?" Which is a healthy dynamic to have in a relationship. Absolutism. <laughs> this is, you know what they're doing, Sarah? They're playing a game of chicken. Yeah. Is what they're doing. Yeah. So he takes off his watch and he's like, I'm going to put it in the bowl. Trace. Dos. Dos and a half. <laughs> Uno. <laughs> it's in the bowl. I put it in the bowl. Discussion question. Yeah. Would you go home with Sandy Cohen? Yes, of course. Yeah. What the fuck are you even talking about? If you and I were at a, key, a watch party. And there was Sandy Cohen in the corner. And you pulled Sandy like, Cohen's we'd watch. We'd be like, well, uh, we would be like, find out which one is Sandy's <laughs> and take it out of the bowl <laughs> and put it in your pocket. You're spoiling for the end of the episode. Look. Kathy's never going to watch this show. <laughs> Kathy hates this show. <laughs> Kathy's never seen an episode of this show, and she legitimately hates this show. Okay. So, um... And Mary's already seen the show, right? She, she watched it back in 2003. I'm not spoiling anything for Mary. And Steve stopped listening a while ago. Yeah. And so, you're dead to me, Steve. You're, it's, you're dead to me. Same. Text me if you ever hear this <laughs> and say, I'm dead to you, question mark, and I'll know. <laughs> I'll know that you're listening. Um, there are so many notes for Steve to text you individually. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I have yet to get any of them. It should be them. like a scavenger hunt. Yes, to get any of them, I want to <laughs> say, by the way. So, and he works from home. He has no excuse. So, and we're back at the Four Seasons party. Yep. Anna and Summer are thrown back together because this is 
what happens. It's just what they're doing on this show. With this show for some reason. We don't know if they're friends or frenemies. I or, want them to be friends. I know. They were getting along before when they were doing it to just aggravate Seth and I loved it. So they both see the same guy from across the room. And he's, I don't know, he's got like a buzz cut. He looks like he's 40. Kind of, he does. Yeah, look like he looks 40. at least 32. Yeah. But he's supposed to be a high schooler. Yeah. Or whatever. So his name's like junk or something like that. He's like, they both look at him and kind of smile. And then they realize that they can't tell which one he is smiling back at. Because they're sitting right next to each other. And this triggers their whole thing about how Seth Cohen can't choose. Right. So Summer's like, he was looking at you. You should go say hi to him. And uh, Anna's like, no, 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 no. He was totally looking at you. The eyeline matched perfectly. You should go. You should go talk to him. No, Summer says the eyeline matched perfectly, Ah. which is another like from I picked up on that because it's another subtle hint that Summer can use words like eyeline. She is smart. (laughs) So whatever. They both kind of trot over to this guy and he's they're like, you have to tell us which one you were looking at. Who do you want to talk to? And he was he's, like, he's like, oh, you're both cute. And she's, they're like, no. They're like, fuck you, you piece of shit. <laughs> you have to choose one of us. And he's like, I don't know, Summer, but he doesn't know her name. He's like, I don't know you. And he's like, my name is blah, blah. I'm from Tulsa. And she's like, great, I don't care. Yeah. And Anna's like, he's not really my type. And Summer's like, blah, blah, blah. What is your type, Seth Cohen? And then there's like a brief pause because it's like oh oops yep her type is seth cohen it is absolutely seth cohen (laughs) they want everybody's type to be seth cohen at this point they're really damn fisting that in there aren't they yeah he's not oh god he's not not we're hating him less and less we're hating him less and less and i told you it's the goal of the show it's the arc yep. that it's his redemption arc. They're really trying to force yep. that redemption arc. I tell you. Uh, we're back at the swingers party. Kirsten is talking to some guy. No, about- Kirsten's not talking to nobody. Sandy is talking to a woman. He has a glass of wine. She has a glass of champagne. We are looking at them from Kirsten's perspective. We yeah. do not know what they're talking about, but Sandy appears to be having the time of his life. Okay, Kirsten is sitting alone. Okay, but there's also that segues into Kirsten talking to some guy about like Alaskan real estate or some shit. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. I'm not. First, Sandy is talking to the woman and Kirsten is sitting alone. And that's when Terry sits down and is like... I know the first one of these is a little weird. Oh, right. Uh, She's like, my first one, it was also, you know, it's a little awkward. And she's like, but the first one I did in 1998 saved my marriage. And Kirsten's like, my marriage doesn't need saving. Yeah. And Terry's like, we were in a rut. And Kirsten's like, we're not in a rut. And Terry was like, going home with a stranger and having a a night of wild sex might just be exactly what you need. And Kirsten's like, I'm not that. Nope. That doesn't sound at all like what I need. (laughs) And um, Terry's like, well, you know. Feel your feelings, but it sure looks like Sandy's having a great time or is like yeah. really enjoying himself or something like that. That is the first time we cut back okay. to the party. But there is a part yes. where Kirsten starts talking to a man and Bob. it's Bob. <laughs> That's right. Bob says something like, oh, did you know the blue heron exists? <laughs> and <laughs> Sandy... <laughs> Sandy comes sniffing around his lady. And he's like, all right, we can go. I think we can still make it before the sands closes. And Kirsten's like, oh, well. I'm having a good time. Did you know that Bob says birds exist? (laughs) 
And this is an actual line of dialogue. Sandy says, that's great, Bob. <laughs> that's great, Bob. <laughs> uh, we, we, come on, honey. Let's get the fuck out of here. And she's like, well, I'm having a good time. And he's like, well, all right, then. And he snags the woman he was speaking with earlier and was like, you've got to finish that story about AstroTurf or whatever the fuck he says. Yes. We skipped over the part where Haley has locked Seth and Ryan in the pool house under the guise of wanting to talk to them about what to do about the party. And she's like, sorry, I have to do this. And we don't need to get the police involved. Right. Yeah. Locks them in the pool house. How does she have a key? Unclear. She knows where the keys are. Oh, I guess. And I guess she is staying in the pool house as opposed to Ryan. She appears not to care if anyone comes upon her in full nudity, but whatever. Haley has going to she's going to have the key. Um, Ryan Seth is, immediately panics. Seth is on the floor, breathing <laughs> like into in a paper bag. Position, like rocking back and forth. This is a great thing because he's like, she locks them in and Seth is like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. I'm having a panic attack. I have claustrophobia. And Ryan goes, Seth, it is huge in here. There's a kitchen and a bathroom. <laughs> So they're discussing how they're discussing Mar- Marissa for some reason. Yeah. At this when we juncture. cut back to them. Having- oh, yeah, because it's getting closer to midnight. Yes, and they're is. like, oh, fuck, if we can't get out of here, then Marissa's going to kiss Oliver. Yep. No one wants that. Least of all, Oliver. No, he really wants that. And at one point, Ryan takes the attention away from him and his inability to say that. Oh, well, I mean, but. They're doing some real pack bonding here because Seth asks, do you love her? And Ryan, I think this, uh, this, this exact, this perfectly explains why he wasn't able to say it in the moment. A, he was caught completely off guard. B, he says to Seth, he's never said it to anybody before. And he doesn't know what it feels like. Yeah. How do you know? And that's a very good question. Especially for a canonically 17 year old, but actually 27 year old. What's love got to do with it? Got to do, got to do with it. (laughs) What is love? But a second <laughs> What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. If we go through every song that has a response to that. Do you believe that, in life after oh, love? Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so they have that conversation. It's nice. They're still yeah. stuck in the He's pool like, yeah, house. you know what I think I do? I think I do. Yeah. A trio of girls shows up to accost Haley, and you are correct. One of them is probably Cameo. Yeah, she's like, where? She comes through the door, and she's like, where is that bitch? Yep. Is literally what she says. Uh-huh. And you're just laughing, because it's not well acted. The acting is stellar. It's fantastic. Stellar. It's top-notch. Top-notch. Oscars for everybody. Everybody EGOTs. Yes. EGOTs are all across the board. Um, Haley her, hears or sees them enter yeah, the party. she sees her in the distance and she weaves her way through the crowd to sort of get lost and so for, that she can't be seen. For reasons that definitely would make sense, she runs back to the pool house and asks the teenager for help clearing the party. Uh, quite understandably, Ryan is like, why the fuck would we help you? You locked us in the goddamn pool house. And she's like, because there's a girl that's going to kill me. Ryan's like, I don't see how that's my problem. She's like, fine. Do it for the Coens. Do it for the Coens, yeah. Because uh, otherwise they're going to really fuck this place up. And they're like, fine. So this is something that I did clock. Um, I believe they said at when when she lets them out, it's something like 
it's like 39 minutes to midnight. Yeah. So then we cut to all the lights in the house are out. All of the guests are being shuffled out by Seth, who's holding a flashlight. Um, Ryan also has a flashlight. Yeah. She's like, how did you do that? Seth says, I cut the power. And Ryan says, I said, the cops are coming. Now there are 31 minutes to me. It took them eight minutes to get like 700 people who are drunk off their asses and high on probably every kind of drug. Half of them are fully naked in the pool. They have snorted all of the cornflakes. It takes them eight minutes to get them all sobered up enough to get out of the fucking house. I call shenanigans, but it's fine. It's the magic of Seth Cohen. <laughs> so they're like, uh, Ryan's like, shit, I only have ha- I've got 31 minutes to, to, to make it to the four seasons. I hope I can make it. Um, and Ryan takes off. Uh, and that leaves Seth and Haley looking at the complete dead, just the devastation of this fucking house. So now while they're cleaning up the devastation from the party, we go back to the swingers party. And I do want to add a note that I took about the swingers party pretty early on with regards to Terry and Kirsten. They had a basically two for one sale at the eyeshadow factory. (laughs) Their eye makeup is exactly the fucking same. (laughs) How would you describe the palette? Blue. Yeah. Blue with uh, gold edges. Kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a very early 2000s kind of palette. Yeah. Yeah. We love to see it. We love to see it. It places us in time and space. Yes. So they also give a timestamp because they someone mentions it's 1130. 11.30. And everyone has to choose their person they're going to go home with to whom they are not married, which right, is what happens ladies. at a swingers party because you didn't know. So she's like, all right, because it's Lauren's house. Lauren can go first. Does Lauren end up with Bob? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Sandy's like, Sandy's like, congratulations, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) People who we don't know pair off. Terry ends up with a uh, more hirsute gentleman. And I feel like this is maybe the show's first fat phobia. Yeah. Because Terry's like, I hope you have better look than I did. Right. And then she goes off to fuck this guy. (laughs) I'm like, hey, all right, Terry. I hope she has a great time. The rules of the watches are ironclad. You cannot. Is that consent? (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I don't know. That's some real gray area there. I don't know. Anyway. So it dwindles down. It's dwindling and people are, ooh, who's going to pick the watch? Is this the part where they show both Sandy and Kirsten's eyes Eyes, in a frontal shot that you just tackle that? Again and again. Yes. Oh, my God. There's this, like, whoosh noise. Yeah, it's like, whoosh. Swoosh. Their eyes are like. <laughs> like, there's so much eye flicking happening here and so much eye acting. It is severe. Very. So then there are four people left two boy, two girl, and only one watch. Lady pickup watch, go with boy. <gasps> boy, not Sandy. Sandy and Kirsten remain. Kirsten has a smile on her face. And she goes, and oh, 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 uh, Sandy goes, well, well, what happened? 
that's weird. <laughs> I don't know where my watch went. And Kirsten goes up to her and goes, it better be in your pants. <laughs> he pulls it out and dangles it in front of her. And uh, all is well. They have had enough excitement in their marriage. She gave it a little friss on. She she smooches. What does she say? Does she say something like, let's go home or something like that? I can't yeah, remember. Something like that. He's like, you get to go home with me. but what they're coming home to (laughs) is a completely trashed house uh really quickly we cut to ryan who is trapped in the car uh because traffic is er is terrible we cut to there's a very helpful radio dj saying traffic on the highway is notoriously terrible on new year's eve but it'll be over soon it's like the guy's basically like, traffic around Ryan Atwood has slowed him to a stop for reasons of adding drama. That have to do with this plot. <laughs> I do also want to go back real quick to the watch scene. Technically, we never actually saw Sandy drop his watch into the bowl. Mm-hmm. It cut to commercial after uh, he counted down to one. Yeah, he might have just pocketed he it He could have just pocketed Yeah, yeah. Or he found a time to sidle away and... Snatch it. Very tricksy. Do a little snatcheroo. Very. Uh, we're also cutting back. Uh, Slide of hand. Intermittently to the uh, the Four Seasons party. And. There yeah. are the aforementioned crudités and dip. Marissa continues uh, looking back at the door. She's like, uh, you know, she's like, I don't know if this is weird or not, but I. You know, she I, says I really to hope, Oliver. Yeah, this. I'm really hoping that he'll come through that door. And Oliver's like, well, there's really only so much time left. It's probably just going to be you and me with heavy implications or yeah, we have the, the implying heavily that he's like, well, you're, you're probably going to have to smooch me. I think this is the part where I paused and said, I'm going to scream in the absence of what I want to say. <laughs> what did you want to say? You don't have to kiss anyone at a New Year's party. <laughs> right? it's not there are no contracts that you them. sign by entering this lame ass party with its virgin mojitos. You're basically just drinking water and mint slime (laughs) no one has to kiss anyone especially if one has established that they have a boyfriend what are you doing oliver i hate you yeah no it's not it's not the move it is not the move yeah Uh, at one point anna comes up Uh, anna is um really sort of beside herself because she obviously is not hanging out with the person with whom she would like to be hanging out yeah um so we have not mentioned the what the fuck is anna wearing corner because she is dressed in a relatively normal new year's eve party outfit yeah um yeah she continues to be super cute but um there's like a barrette situation there's a barrette situation there's like an empire waist situation there's some lace it is what it is it doesn't matter she's fine yeah it's sort of old hollywood i guess if we're trying to put a name to it i think they again just really based on how breathy her vocalizations (laughs) are i think they're trying to place her as a person kind of out of time Mm -hmm. i'm here for it yes um so she excuses herself she goes up to marissa and is like i'm gonna go i'm not really feeling this and marissa gives her a hug which means um i like that marissa is 
if not friends with Anna, she's cool with her. Yes, agreed. I like that there are interpersonal female relationships. Yeah. No, I'm pleased that they're expanding the circles to include these characters with each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. So Anna leaves. Um, we We are counting down. Um, I believe what's his name Oliver says it's like oh 20 seconds to midnight but we have skipped over the whole part where Kirsten and Sandy come home and yell at Haley that happens before does it yeah okay get into it um, Kirsten and Sandy come home and their house is completely trashed and uh, Kirsten is like what the fuck happened (laughs) Sandy's like I think we're in the wrong house yeah and Haley's like, well, I'll leave tomorrow. Sorry. And Kirsten's like, I don't need you to leave. I need you to talk to me. I need you to grow up. I need you to says. be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And like her anger is 100% justified. At some point, Sandy is like, I'm just going to go to bed. And he opens the door to the bedroom. And there is a threesome <laughs> ha- uh, MMF. Yeah. No, FFM. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. In the bedroom, and he's like, "What does he say?" That he's like, "Oh, sorry." And he closes the door, <laughs> and he's like, I "Really, really got to get better at knocking in case there's a threesome happening in my bed." He says all this to himself, which is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so that um, Ryan Atwood is in the lobby of the hotel. Wait. Oh, here's a really interesting question. Yeah. And possibly an inconsistency. What's that? Go for it. Haley gets into the pool house in the very first confrontation with Ryan mm-hmm. unannounced, but it's also clearly established that there's a key mm-hmm. to get into the pool house. Mm-hmm. And one would assume because Ryan is aware that he lives in a very uh, moneyed situation that he would take care to lock those pool house doors mm-hmm. if he wasn't there. Interesting. How did Haley get in? She... Yeah, no, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'm going to say maybe spare key that she knows where it's hidden or something like that. Writers, get into our DMs. Yeah, these are some sloppy loose ends, writers. (laughs) Tisk tisk. The other big thing to pick up on or to uh, uh, point out when Haley and Kirsten are having their conversation, their confrontation mm-hmm. is Haley says, you're not my mom and you can't talk to me that way. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten essentially says, I don't want to be your mom. I just want to see you grow up. Yeah. Yeah. What well, she's, uh, Kirsten says something um, quite poignant. She's like, you spend so much time of your life trying to make sure that you're always having fun. You're all, you're, you're fun. Haley, you're yep. always having fun. You spend so much time focusing on having fun. I wonder if you're having any at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels very tea. And then Haley basically has the end of her temper tantrum and goes to bed, even yeah. though she oh says that she yeah. was going to, she's like, so she's like picking up individual Doritos crumbs and putting yeah. them into this garbage bag. She's like barely cleaning it all. And she's like, oh, I'll finish this in the morning. I'm and going to bed. Kirsten and even says, I'll help you clean. Yeah. And Haley's like, no, I'll do it. Yeah. And Kathy, the, the place is a disaster. Like <laughs> there's like a dead body on the floor, basically. And she's like, I'll finish tomorrow. And in my head, I'm like, this bitch ain't cleaning shit. This bitch is not cleaning shit. 
So this is when Anna kind of gambles up the driveway because Seth has been tasked with taking out the garbage cans. Mm-hmm. And she, Anna says, I didn't want... Seth is a diligent son. Yeah. Let me also just say, yeah. they're winning me over because he's not a slouch in the, like, picking up after himself and even picking up after a bunch of drunk strangers. Uh-huh. But it's also a convenient way for to get him in the driveway for this next scene with yes, Anna. Yes, apologies. So it's fine. <laughs> So he's he's he dragging can be the, both things. He's dragging, <laughs> both things can happen at the same time. He's dragging out the garbage cans. Um, there have been many references throughout the episode made to uh, Carson Daly and balls dropping, and Dick Clark and balls dropping. These will be included in the gay panic count at the end of the episode. But he says to Anna. My New Year's Eve plans involved Carson Daly and watching the ball drop, which should never be uttered in the same sentence. Uh, in this scene, though, she's, uh, he says, um, my plans were um, to hang out with Captain Oates and Carson Daly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, then I'll leave. And he's like, no, 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 that's fine. You can you can keep me company. Uh, Captain Oates had a little too much to drink. A little too much champagne. A little too much champagne. Captain Oates is a classy horse. So she grabs one of the carts and they, they start dragging It's a together. moment where you think that they are going to kiss, but instead she kind of swipes one of the garbage cans and it's very cute. It is cute. It tugs at my little heartstrings. Yep. It's, we like we like Anna. We do. So then we cut to Ryan Atwood running around the lobby of the hotel. Uh, he's trying to find the way to the penthouse. He's smacking <laughs> that elevator button. It's like he's never been in a building before. <laughs> He's like a feral animal. He's, he's like, it's like it's when you see the when you see the CCTV of a deer in a in a convenience store, just running around, knocking things over, shitting on the floor, like staring at people like he's never seen a person. Just yeah. like, oh like, god, sort of pawing at door handles like a velociraptor, just like, there's no idea what's going on. The elevators work. Yeah. So he decides to take the stairs. Yeah. And the penthouse is on the top. That's on the tippy top. Of the goddamn hotel. Four seasons. I don't know how many floors there are in a Four Seasons. They show him because he is, uh, both for comic purposes and in real life, he is a 27-year-old smoker. (laughs) I don't know if had a body double for this or if he just, like, sprinted up a couple stairs and they, like, missed him with sweat. Yeah, they sprayed him down. Yeah, so they show him kind of collapsing against a corner because he has run so, oh, so many stairs. And then he just keeps going. And he just keeps going. Soldiering on because he's got to make it because we keep cutting back and forth between him running running, and Marissa Cooper looking at the door and Oliver sidling up closer and then Oliver and the rest of the crew going, They've both got virgin mojitos and they are ready to toast and oh yeah oh god actually kiss the most pregnant pre-toast ever she's like looking furtively at her hand as she's holding the glass like oh my god will my glass touch his glass like she thinks it would be cheating on ryan if she so much as toasts with this man the song that is playing over this whole montage with the lines about like it's too late or whatever is dice by finley quay thank you yep Thank you for the uh, education. And he just kind of bursts into the penthouse. Not a drop of sweat on him. Because it's three, two, two, and he goes, bam, and Marissa sees him. And, and her he face sees her. They, it's cute. It's cute that we've mentioned this before. They're very cute with reacting to each other. They are. They have good actor instincts. They are. 
Yeah, um, it's really a shame. This is this is something that legitimately I find myself up like not upset, but like how to phrase this. So I'm 42, and I think for the first time in my experience watching a piece of media like this, I there is a part of me that legitimately wants it to be a real thing, you know. That legitimately is like, that is legitimately like, I'd like to be able to pull aside my, my understanding that these are actors and this is a scene and this is a setting and this is a drama and be like, I want these characters to be in this reality. I want Anna to really be Anna and smooch on Seth Cohen. I want Marissa and Ryan to really be Marissa and Ryan and to see each other in this moment and to recognize each other that he's here. He made it. He came through the door. It's one second to midnight on New Year's Eve, 2003. Anyway, my friend and husband and partner and lovely person. Have you heard of an archive of our own? (laughs) Anyway, it's a lovely, lovely moment. Yeah, they glow. They beam at each other. There's fucking silver and gold confetti falling in slow motion. Which I would absolutely, if I lived in a penthouse, I would love to clean up that <laughs> confetti <laughs> that falls from a place where? We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> It's the sprinkler system. Um, Four seasons. <laughs> you can set it either to... to oh, no, honey, it's fire suppressive uh, uh, glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is where Rosa ended up. <laughs> anyway, they smooch. It's midnight of New Year's. We cut. And Ryan says oh, yep. to Marissa. They pull away and Ryan says, I love you. And she says, thank you. No, she says, what? And he's got a big, dumb grin on his face. He says, I love you. Yeah, and then after a pause, she goes, thank, thank you. you. And there's laughing, and it's wonderful, and they continue to smooch. And we cut to Seth Cohen's bedroom, and he is on the bed with Anna. They are smooching. There is such a smooching happening. What is the scene that we end on? Um, Kirsten has lingerie, and she is <gasps> clearly right. entering the bedroom to wrap the watch in question around her husband's penis. Um, Sandy is changing the bed sheets. Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to burn or at least throw away the yes. old bed sheets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She comes through the door, and we're like, oh, lingerie. But it's you know tasteful, a tasteful lingerie. lingerie. Not, it's not Frederick's a Hollywood or no. anything. It's like it's like a, a, a pale violet silk chemise. <laughs> it's a shift, sure. Uh, you know, spaghetti straps. Um, yeah, and she takes the watch out, and she's. This is when we all realize that Sandy Cohen's cock is the width of a man's wrist. <laughs> That's what he's working with. It's a real who stole the Kishka situation down there. There is one interaction that we didn't cover before we bring this episode to a close with everybody smooching 
and being happy and together. <gasps> and it's a lovely conclusion to the world's holiday, this this inner world's holiday season. Yep. Yep. Um, there is the part when uh, Sandy and Kirsten are leaving to go to dinner or the party or whatever, and Seth and uh, Ryan are on the couch together, and Seth yells to his parents, Hey! I love you. And there's a beat. And Sandy goes, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So the tables have turned and everyone is roasting Ryan in this episode. Just straight over a fireplace. A spit on. Yeah, yeah. like a spawn Poor little guy. (laughs) Apple in his mouth and everything. (laughs) So yeah, everyone is smooching at the end of the episode. And it's wonderful. Yes. New year, new smooches. New, New Year who dis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't really have any discussion questions at this I'm juncture. I'm kicking myself because I had an actual discussion section comment uh, question when I was pouring my first glass of orange juice and true to ADHD form, I didn't write it down and it's completely gone. It's all right. Maybe you'll remember it three episodes from now. Well, I have I have a fun discussion section question that's more of a creative writing sort of thought experiment. That's not, right. It's not the original question I had, but I think it's still it'll be fun to discuss. Um, per character, what do we think their in-character, in-universe New Year's resolutions would be? Ooh. That's hard to say because I think in-universe they don't actually really celebrate the holidays because nobody got Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, for, for sake of discussion. Um, I mean, Marissa said hers was to eat more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's going to happen? Uh, if by vegetables you mean vodka. Wow. Wow. That's funny, though. Potatoes is a vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, let's see. Let's start with Sandy. What do we think Sandy's in-universe? Um, if I'm going to give him a generous reading, I think he one of his New Year's resolutions would be to try and foster a better relationship with Caleb Nickel. What makes you say that? I mean, they've already sort of started to, just by proximity alone, you know, they have to be in contact with one another a little bit more. Um, and but, Caleb seems to have actually grown a little bit of respect for Sandy. But he loves giving him shit so much and vice versa. It's that's their true. whole deal. No, that's true. It's their whole dynamic, isn't it? Okay, then Seth. What do we think Seth's in-universe, in-character uh, New Year's resolution would be? He said he was swearing off of women, but then he ended the episode by smooching Anna. Yeah, he's bad at follow through. We always yeah. know that. Yeah. It's classic Seth. Classic Seth. Probably something stupid like read more comics. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, what do we think Ryan Atwood's New Year's resolution would be? I think Ryan has such a fraught relationship to the holidays in general that he... <laughs> truly, this is not a cop-out. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he would make one. Mm-hmm. I think he would probably have some little downtrodden aside or speech to the camera about every time I've made a New Year's resolution before they've never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom didn't stop drinking. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. Planning from one day to the next was just too difficult. We never knew what was going to happen. I'm a lone wolf. Yeah. Rustikov. Aru. Aru. <laughs> Puppy dog eyes. Uh, okay, what, <clears throat> what do we think? Um, Maybe quit smoking? No, that's not. No. 
Go ahead. Yeah. The, but he only smoked the one time. That's the other thing is like we see him smoke rarely. Again, it's interesting. Uh, Julie Cooper. Revenge. <laughs> That's all I think her New Year's resolution is. It's her New Year's resolution. It's her Valentine's Day present. It's her, <laughs> her Arbor Day. <laughs> it's her St. Patrick's Day party theme. <laughs> it's what everybody gets in their Easter baskets. Yeah. What do we think Terry's New Year's resolution will be? I am unable to answer that question because we know nothing about Terry. My new headcanon is... The, the sort of pudgy guy with the glasses and the receding hairline rocked her fucking pussy and blew her fucking back out. <laughs> and uh, she, her New Year's resolution is to get his number. Because <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah. That's my headcanon now. He just demolished the pussy. Just mm. fucking. I'm just... You can't see my facial expression, to... Mary. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. You're waiting for me to stop. Yes. I, think is <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, that was my only discussion section question. Uh, unless I remember the other one, which probably I probably won't in time. Gay panic count once again. We cannot assign a number two because in addition to all of the mentions of balls dropping balls dropping there was a line when everyone was jumping into the pool to skinny dip and someone like it's a very it's just the most homophobic scene because a guy brushes past him while taking off his pants. He brushes past Seth. While taking off his pants and Seth is like, "Mm." and then a girl takes off her top Mm -hmm. while walking in the same direction and he basically chews up a beach ball that he's holding. (laughs) Yes. Like, just in case you guys didn't know, I do not appreciate having male genitalia in my direction because I am a straight man. So at one point I do remember he says something like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Yeah, you know exactly what I was going to say. The line is exactly that was before I took a face full of dong. Yep. Can you say that on Fox? Apparently you can. Apparently you can. All right. You can say anything on Fox and friends. <laughs> um, yeah. So the quite a, quite a bit of, of gay panic in this episode. Very much. And a little bit of ageism panic. Um, because so first Seth says I was going to, uh, I'm just going to do what I always do. I'm going to watch Carson Daly ball drop. And he's like, those are two words that shouldn't be in the same sentence together. And then later Kirsten is like the same line. He's going to watch Dick, Dick Clark and ball drop. And she was like, and that's a sentence that those are two words that shouldn't be in the same sentence at the same time. And I'm like, you leave Dick Clark's old balls out of this. You leave Dick Clark's old flawless balls out of this. Dick Clark would like to be excluded from this conversation. Was he alive in 2003? Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 He only died recently, right? The only reason that Carson Daly is mentioned in the same uh, conversation as Dick Clark is at the time Carson Daly was the new hip up and coming Times Square guy and yeah. Seth would definitely watch the MTV, but only for 120 minutes, the program, not the length of time oh you don't know what nope i'm sorry okay that's fine we'll talk about it off pod. 
Okay, what's your next uh... episode? Villain and hero. Oh shit! God, is it just super cliche and trite for me to say Haley is my villain? It's. She's a shit. I mean... She's an utter shit. She's conflicted. She's uh, clearly got a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted to stay... We're on the same page with the villain, so we'll just discuss it in tandem. Yeah. Um, If I wanted to stay in any section of my older sister's good graces, I would not immediately come into her home and spray champagne on the antiques. (laughs) And pee on the couch. Yeah. Oh my God, she's such a fucking horrible person. And do lines off the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, do fucking a line of coke off of her son is basically like <laughs> what fucking happens. And wear underwear and prance around in front of her husband and puberty son. <laughs> Which that whole conversation, we didn't even talk about that, that conversation. conversation. That was weird. actually kind of cute and funny to me. I don't know. Because she hasn't seen him for two years. And so she was like, well, you kind of grew up. And he's like, yeah, you know, puberty hit me, whatever. It's good that you missed it. And then that, she's, I mean, uh, that he pulls down his, his shirt a little bit and shows his like three chest hairs. And she's like, oh, chest hair looking good. I don't know. In placing it in the larger context of uh, this thing, loves older women with younger men. I don't like it. I don't know. I, I see it as being harmless because they're family. I don't know. And she seems like the cool aunt that he actually does like when she visits. Yeah, but fun. your family actually can converse, converses, converses about things. <laughs> yeah. Some true. of us were repressed and we like it. <laughs> and we like it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, my villain is absolutely Haley. Yep. She's just a terrible person. Yeah. And I know, whatever, it's exactly what the show wants me to think, but that's fine. That just means that they're storytelling properly. Yep. Um, Who's your hero? hero? Oh, gosh. Do you want me to do mine? Yes. Mine is Sandy. Okay, I was going to probably say Sandy. <laughs> because he very quietly and subtly, I think he recognizes very early on that his wife is sort of freaking out about their mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. So he allows her to go through the motions mm-hmm. of d- branching out and being horny and weird yep. at the horny weird adult party. <laughs> but at the same time, he's just uh, saying we're not, he's repeating to her constantly. We're not in a rut. Yep. We're doing great. Yep. We're vibing with yep. each other. Every time she says something, well, I can't remember exactly what she points out, but she's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I love when they're in the car and he says, that's my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> like, we yeah. finish each other's sentences yeah. and we know what each other is thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Like, why would you, why would you want to struggle with not knowing somebody? Yeah. You know, when the whole point is to get to know somebody. That's marriage. That's a partnership. Yeah. Why would you enter into a partnership with this person? Yeah. Um, why would you bind your lives together in a supportive way? Why would you go hunting strange when your husband <laughs> has a penis that is the circumference <laughs> of a watch? <laughs> <laughs> and eyebrows that can go whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, yeah no I think he's because also um, having seen the final se- the, the the end of the party 
where he knew his watch was not in that bowl. Yeah. She did not know his watch was not in that bowl. So while he's speaking with what's her name about her fascinating bathroom grout or whatever it is that he <laughs> wants to know about. Um, he's just having a good time at the party, knowing full well, neither right. of them are in any danger of going yeah. home with a stranger. Yeah. So he gives her an element of danger yep. without yep. really introducing it. It's like a, it's like what a roller coaster is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. It's like while you watch a horror movie, you it doesn't, it doesn't excite yourself without danger. It doesn't feel manipulative. It feels like, look, I don't want to sleep with anybody else. And yeah. you actually don't want to. Yeah. Well, I so know shut we don't, up. don't want to do this. <laughs> But yeah, we can at least pretend for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and have a little bit of a, a, a thrill. Exactly. And Bob is somewhere with his birds. <laughs> I, did, I can see him now thrusting, going, hey, did you know they exist? <laughs> I, I do a bird call sometimes when I, when I finish. An eagle Woo. has a wingspan of Woo. seven feet. Woo. That's Bob finishing. <laughs> Jesus fucking shit. (laughs) Are we? Is this the first time in history that we're on the same page for hero and villain? Exactly. No. Jump in the DMs and jump on the Twitter. (laughs) Average listener. (laughs) Devoted listeners. Fuck. Oh shit. All right. Um, I'm really kicking myself that I don't remember what my other fucking discussion question was. I'm sorry. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, if it comes up, we can talk about it next episode. <laughs> but yeah, shit. Okay. So now it's 2004 uh-huh. in their world. Yep. Uh, Ryan. 9-11 and- hasn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and Marissa are happy. Um, ah, oh, I will note this. Summer at midnight was smooching what's his name and she pulls Omaha. away yeah smooching Omaha and she pulls away and she says specifically out loud with her human voice you're not Seth Cohen and dude's like Buh? and, and she's, she's like, like I'm not talking to you <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm sorry Summer you did say that out loud to the person you were just kissing <laughs> so I am a little curious for next episode because obviously Anna, at least right now, seems to have gotten what she wanted. She right. seems to have gotten Cohen. Um, whether or not Cohen chose her for sheer proximity has yet to be seen. What do you think? I mean... Like, obviously, I think they have way more in common than Summer and Cohen have. I can't say much about this because I know where it goes. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, we're still supposed to be going, hey, wait, he named a whole ass boat after Summer. Uh What's going on Uh here? Uh Um, Historical events in 2004 that the characters have to look forward to. (laughs) Oh, this is a new segment. Nasha. Nat. Nasha. (laughs) Jesus Christ. NASA launches Gravity Probe B. I wonder what Sandy is going to have to say about that. He's going to be thrilled. He's going to be thrilled. The CIA admits that there was no imminent threat from weapons of mass destruction. Those fuckers knew it the whole goddamn time. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Uh We should never forget that the CIA sucks so bad. They're truly a global terrorist organization. Fox hunting was outlawed in the UK. 
Hey, good job. The Statue of Liberty was reopened to the public probably after 9-11 panic Mm -hmm. is what I would guess. Um, And what does Seth think about the EU undergoing its largest expansion so far? Oh, who joins the EU? Uh, Czech Republic, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Slovakia, Hungary, Slovenia, Malta, and Cyprus. A lot of Baltic countries. A lot of Baltic countries. A lot of Slavs and a lot of Balts. This is not a segment that we're introducing. This is purely because the characters are moving into 2004. And Marissa, in particular, has a lot to say about the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series. She loves them. Loves them socks. California, Evan? California, Sarah. You just listened to Orange You Glad We Watched The O.C., the show about watching and talking about The O.C., recorded in Guest Bedroom Studios, hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it on will allow you to give us copyright 2023 